Coming up on this episode of Coordinated. It's, it's exciting when AP teachers band together. Powerful things tend to happen, and this is no exception. Yeah, AP teachers are the best. Of course, I might be just a little bit biased since I'm a former AP teacher myself. <laughs> right. Maybe, uh, maybe just a little biased. I think I set you up for that one. <laughs> Greetings, AP coordinators. Derek Cometa here. Thank you so much for joining us for a special bonus episode of Coordinated. Today's conversation is an exciting one. It's about a new resource for educators. It is a publication called Broadening Access to Advanced Placement. And to get the conversation rolling, I'm joined by a special guest for the special topic. She has recently retired after teaching AP Calculus for over 30 years. She has been both a reader and a table leader for the AP Calculus exam. She has trained fellow AP teachers for over 25 years. And I'm happy to say she is someone who has been a friend of mine for many years as well. Dixie Ross, welcome to Coordinated. Hey, Derek. I'm glad to be here today. Thanks for having me on your podcast. It's great to see you again, and thank you so much for making the time. Let's, let's jump right in. So first things first, tell us about broadening access to advanced placement. What is this resource? Great question. So this publication, again, it's called Broadening Access to AP. It's a toolkit, Derek. It's a toolkit for educators and school leaders The part that's really near and dear to my heart is that it was created by AP teachers. In fact, the toolkit was created with the contribution and guidance of many colleagues in the AP community. We started with a small committee of AP teachers, and then we sought input from a group of AP teacher advocates through a survey. And then finally, we held virtual feedback sessions. It was definitely a big team effort. (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like it. It's it's exciting when AP teachers band together. Powerful things tend to happen, and this is no exception. Yeah, AP teachers are the best. Of course, I <laughs> might be just a little bit biased since I'm a former AP teacher myself. <laughs> right. Maybe, uh, maybe just a little biased. I think I set you up for that one. You did. Well, Dixie, on a, uh, on a serious note, Please, uh, please tell us more about this publication. Uh, by the way, we'll put a link to the publication itself in the show notes. Uh, could we start perhaps with the, the goal or the purpose? Good starting point. So its purpose is to document and share strategies to improve representation in AP classes. Ultimately, we want the demographics of our AP program to mirror the overall demographics of of the school. Each of the strategies was identified by teachers as having helped their schools to develop and maintain a culture of opportunity and inclusion for their advanced academic programs. Schools who are working to improve diversity of their AP program can adopt as many of these strategies as are appropriate for their communities. It's very powerful. 
So let's talk about that a little more. How does the process begin for schools? So a good place to start is just with an honest assessment of the data. That means comparing school-wide student demographics to the demographics of the students in the school's AP classes. And that also means just a review of both participation and performance in the course, as well as on the exam. While the school's overall AP program might reflect the school's demographics, gaps in particular AP courses need to be addressed. So that's that's really interesting. Looking at it course by course is not something I've heard of very often. Yeah, you're not alone. Uh, We think this is particularly important, though, because certain classes serve as gateways to college majors in which there's been significant underrepresentation of low-income, minority, or female students. So can you please share a little more about those strategies you mentioned? How many are there? Seven. There are seven strategies. And each of the strategies could be adopted individually, and some strategies can be used simultaneously to reinforce one another. A long-term action plan might involve layering the strategies over time. I'm, uh, I'm looking at the publication right now, and I see the seven strategies. Again, these are seven strategies for recruiting a wider diversity of students to your AP program and establishing a culture of inclusion. Uh, strategy number one, AP leadership team. Establish a committee of teachers and administrators to examine data, create and model an access-centered vision, and maintain a general continuity in policy and programming for the school's AP classes. Strategy two, AP listening session. Collect input from students. I love this. Collect input from students on ways to improve the AP program and barriers to participation. Strategy three, AP ambassadors. I like that title, Dixie. Uh, Set up a program for students to take a leadership role in recruiting their peers for AP classes. Strategy four, AP boot camp. Offer an event to build community, leadership capacity, and study skills in students newly enrolled in AP classes. Strategy five, AP information event. So share information about AP with students and families focused on AP course offerings and potential alignment with students' educational and career goals. Strategy six, AP prep sessions. This one is my favorite. Okay, so AP prep sessions host review sessions by experienced AP readers or other successful AP teachers to support students as they prepare for AP exams. And the final strategy, strategy seven, AP course availability and sequencing. Intentionally add AP courses that serve as a gateway for expanding access to rigorous coursework. So Dixie, that is that is a lot of good stuff. Many interesting ideas. Now you jumped in and you said that AP prep sessions is your favorite. It is. 
And it's one that I love talking about because I've had a lot of personal experience with it. AP prep sessions can be so powerful because some less experienced teachers just aren't familiar with the way that the AP exams are scored in their subject area. And so they, they aren't confident in preparing students for the exams. By bringing in the more experienced and successful AP teachers, this provides equity for students in classes that are taught by those less experienced teachers. This benefits the students who participate, but also, more importantly perhaps, it provides professional development for their teachers. And this is perfect for schools that have students participating in AP classes, but they just aren't getting quite the exam results that they want. Dixie, thanks to you and thanks to many others for helping to put this great resource together. So what is, I guess in summary, what is our call to action for AP coordinators who are listening to this conversation? This is a, this is a little different than creating class sections or managing student enrollment in AP registration and ordering. Right. The call to action can be summed up in one word, Derek. Share. We really want you to check out the publication and then share it. Share it with your teachers, share it with colleagues at your school and at the district level. Our hope is that the AP coordinators will help to increase awareness of this new resource and that the awareness will lead to positive action taken by educators. I like it. I'm confident we can do that. Again, we've put a link to the publication in our show notes for this episode. Dixie, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you making the time. It's great to see you again. It's been way, way, way too long. Any final thoughts? Yeah, first, thanks for having me, Derek. Um, it's good to catch up with you and then also to have this opportunity to chat with the AP coordinators. Second, Derek, we hope that school leaders are going to tailor these strategies to their school's particular needs and resources. Although there's no instant one-size-fits-all strategy to improve diversity and equity of an AP program, awareness and action are key to expanding the AP opportunity. Expanding opportunity, broadening access to AP. As we like to say on the podcast, that mission is clearly good as gold. Carly, glad you could make it. Oh my gosh, so sorry to be late. I'm not too late though, am I? Please tell me the party is still going on. I hate to miss a good party. You are in luck. It's not too late. The party goes on and on and on thanks to the power of our on-demand video. Oh, thank goodness. The release party for the AP Coordinator's Manual Part 2 
is the place to be. All those updates and key information for a successful spring. Can't miss that, Derek. I could not agree more. You and all our friends can click on the link in the show notes to watch the video. That's right. There's an on-demand video of the party, no registration required. Or you can go to collegeboard.org slash AP Coordinator Experience. That's collegeboard.org slash AP Coordinator Experience. Get your popcorn ready. We'll see you at the party.